Good to go. Anytime. Touchdown. Oscar Mike. What? What the f is going on down there? Welcome to WTF and TFW. It's a Transformers podcast by Transformers fans. Always on topic, always on time. That's our tagline. I'm Chris Vangelis, and I'm joined by Seth, Seth Buzzard. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing relatively well. Uh, well, yes. compared to some other folks in the North Bay, I'm doing extremely well. So, yeah. Um, it's Not a little to smoky. be outdone. Yeah. Not to be outdone by the even team having a, a report of going through a hurricane. Uh, Seth, your entire state was on fire. Yeah, no. Still they, is on fire. They got the water, we got the flames. If I'm going to make a crappy pop culture reference, the Fire Nation done attacked. <laughs> um, now he's got to figure out who the Earth Nation is. Well, I'm no, that means an earthquake. No. <laughs> well. So there was a very small earthquake the day that the fires started around here. <laughs> but it, it was like down in San Jose. It was only a four. Um, okay. Fo like a four around here is enough to make you go, oh, and then it's kind of over. And then like, okay, cool. That was probably a three or a four. Uh, yeah. Anything more than a four is is more of a concern, like a five or six. Well, our, uh, our weather stories are, are they, they, our weather and disaster stories may not be over because uh, here in Toronto, we had a storm. There was water everywhere. And uh, apparently over in Ireland, they are getting ready to be touched by the kiss of Hurricane Ophelia. So uh, we might hear some stuff from our friends over there, too. Yeah. Stay safe, by the way, if you're in any of these areas getting affected. Uh, stay huddled up. Listen to podcasts if you gotta. But... Uh, if it would help the fine folks of Ireland, we we would gladly take some of their hurricane off their hands. We'll put it on top of the fire. Yeah, put it on top of the fire. If there was only some way to share disaster, <laughs> it's like, well, why don't you give us a little bit of your problem, and that will fix our problem. We'll trade you a little bit. Yeah, and then you we'll just, you... send you some blankets. <laughs> yeah, he's used this fire to, I don't know, dry off some, some stuff, like... And you got you got a deal how you got a deal. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, not, none of our listeners have been adversely affected by any of the uh, ongoing disasters of the frigging like last several months. But yeah. uh, you know, keep keep your head down and your windows closed if that is the if the nature of the disaster calls for closed windows. I don't even know now. But well, uh, just just a week earlier, um, so the, there was. Texas got hit, Florida got hit, Puerto Rico still wrecked. Um, yeah. And I was saying, oh, and bef around that time too, Mexico City got completely uh, trashed from an earthquake. And that's not that far away um, uh, from California anyway. Um, and, you know, that's a shared problem is earthquakes. And mm. Like I was saying at work, I'm like, it's, it's clock's ticking on us. It's only a matter of time before we we get something. But I was thinking earthquake. Like we're kind of overdue for a a stronger earthquake around here. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I didn't see the fire coming. <laughs> Nobody saw the fire coming. No, but, it, came, uh, it came pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> but I am not proud of Colin that we were going to have a disaster soon. <laughs> no, that's a, that's probably the, the kind of thing you don't want to get up on a box and start yelling at everyone about how right you were. Yeah. Like, hey, everyone, just so you know, I called it. It's like, oh, thanks. Can we blame you? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're going to be dealing with the smoke for a while, but Petaluma seems pretty safe. Like, unless, like, a new fire starts and there's plenty of dry, burnable fuel around here to to get going. Hopefully no arson a-holes get any bright ideas because their cool show is coming to an end. But uh, yeah. it, it's going to be at least a month, they're saying, before the fires start getting put out for real. So there's going to be bad, bad air days to come. Just bad, thick, smoky air. Yeah. And, and you were mentioning if, if folks do want to help out with, you know, because there are many there are now many things folks can help out with. But if folks want to help out with the California side of things, you're mentioning that uh, the folk the folks in charge over there are saying, uh if if you're not able to to continually help a whole ton, you just want to do one big donation or something. Maybe wait a little bit right now. Yeah, yeah. They were they were saying this morning during a press conference that um, they're super grateful with the the outpouring um, coming in, but their concern is that uh, it people are just going to stop when it's well before everyone's found new homes and whatnot because there's. What what do they say? The somewhere in the neighborhood of fifteen thousand houses have been destroyed between mm-hmm. Sonoma and Napa counties, and uh, that's a lot of people <laughs> to uh, to look for new new housing. Yeah, and and obviously, like like you know, I was saying that's not the only disaster that's that's been going on of late. So, you know, if, you, if you're out there trying to figure out what to do, really, it's like, just do do what you can somewhere. Don't and don't don't feel bad if you can't do something for everyone, because it's well outside of any one person's ability right now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, help help where you can. And, uh, you know, if you know people in those areas, ask ask folks in those areas what you can do to help, because they probably got a better idea than uh, a Google search or the like. This was not the intention. I just, this is how I laid out the topic list. But Seth, the first thing we're going to talk about is a fire truck transformer. Fire truck. Uh, fire trucks are rad, dude. <laughs> they, you know what? Yes, fire trucks are pretty damn cool. They put out fires and stuff. Uh, this is a uh, the next Transformers Encore release. I don't think we've had an Encore for a little while. No, I and don't, uh, probably the last City Former or something. Or the last encore was a city former of some sort. It was, yeah, it, was, it might have been Fort Max, maybe. But uh, we're getting Transformers Encore Godfire Convoy, which is uh, Fire Convoy and God Magnus, Optimus Prime and Megat- or Megatron, Optimus Prime and Ultra Magnus from uh, Transformers Rid R.I.D. Uh, from back in two thousand one, which is an entry point to the Transformers fandom for a great number of people. It was one of the biggest entry points before the much larger entry point of the movies happened. And uh, so this looked like it was going to be a straight-up reissue when we first had Blurry Pictures, which made the fairly hefty uh, 30k yen price tag seem real painful. Uh, It's since become evident, I think, at least, as to why these are going to cost so much. Like, for one thing, they're coming with 
a version of the modified Fort Max sword, which is going to be in show accurate, more purple colors. Uh, also, there are a lot of, of paint app changes. All the Vac Metal Chrome, for the most part, there's still some Vac Metal Chrome, but a great majority of it has been replaced with uh, with just paint apps, which I think looks way better. Uh, also, I, I saw a word kicking around that Fire Convoy might just have like red paint everywhere, like just tons of red paint. He certainly has a lot already in vehicle mode. And uh, they also have added things like they added the license plate uh, paint app that uh, I believe matches the anime. And they are recording fresh. It, if, I were, if I read it right, they're recording fresh voice lines to add into the electronics. And they've shared three of them of Fire Convoy's voice actor just, you know, yelling stuff from the show. Um, I think God Magnus, uh, the news item says he's painted a little bit darker. I guess I can kind of see that. But uh, it seems like between these being toys that were already expensive 17 years ago uh, and then all these these extra bits, that is probably why they cost so much extra. Um, if you go through places like Amazon Japan or, or the like, you can certainly get a, a slightly nicer price. Um, I'm extremely tempted by this because of the lack of the vac metal chrome and the inherent nostalgia of the piece but seth uh, how are you feeling about encore godfire convoy well i i don't think i need it because i still got mine and this was like car robots was my re-entry into transformer collecting when i stumbled across pictures of them and imported the uh car brothers um but the one thing that would kind of be tempting about it is the rubber wheels on mine are shot like just cracked and about to not be attached anymore yeah um, i uh i saw some people these saying have like a, a better material for the wheels yeah like I, I would hope if these come out it's with the more modern i guess mixture of, of, of current rubber stuff, which seems like I, I've seen a lot of people in third party companies and, and independent groups saying that they're they're using a more silicon based mold or mold, a more silicon based material that can uh, ideally survive longer. But uh, I saw some folks saying that they would actually be tempted by this if the wheels were just hard plastic, which I would not deny being uh, a potential upgrade like removing yeah. the rubber tires and getting rid of the vac metal chrome actually deals with a lot of long-term problems on these figures exactly they're um, they're cool mold mo they're cool mo oh man they are cool molds though molds. <laughs> um yeah I, I like their aesthetic like very kind of japanese super robot aesthetic it's fun it mm. makes it it's it's prime and ultra magnus but not so prime and ultra magnus that they look like almost every other prime and ultra magnus like they're different but not so different that they're alien yeah. um and if you're into like that japanese super robot vibe they got that all over them oh yeah like these like you know the rumor has always been that fire convoy at least was a modified uh brave design and that, you know, parts of the Car Robots toy line were, are straight-up Brave-style toys, like the two combiners, uh, the trains and the, the build team. Yeah. Um, see, I'm, I'm very tempted by this thing for, for a variety of reasons. Uh, the, the other upshot of this is that if these molds are in, in use again, uh, and it's an Encore release, I'd say that means there's a small chance that maybe uh, some color variants could come out that... I'm specifically talking about like the black and gold color variants that are ridiculously rare right now. 
Uh, it would be kind of cool if like eHobby was able to, to do like a, you know, they tweak the color scheme so it's clearly not the, the rare ones, but it calls back to them and release like a, you know, Blackfire Convoy. Uh, I think that would be super cool because Blackfire Convoy used to be, if I remember right, that was like one in every couple hundred. They just put uh, the black version in because the second release of Fire Convoy had no windows on the box. And so you might just open it up and the black one's in there and suddenly you're rich. I <laughs> uh, also am really curious if they managed to get the ladder missile firing gimmick to work like it did on the original release because the, the first run of, of Fire Convoy was in a window box and uh, the whole thing was you'd push a button and all four of those missiles would fire, like the launchers would swing forward and shoot the missiles all at once. Uh -huh. And uh, that mechanism had a habit of breaking itself. Uh, so they changed it to individual fire missiles. And I'm wondering if they may have tweaked it back to the original form on the well, Encore. One of these pictures has a shot of all the missiles and all the launchers. But I don't know if that means anything. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like that could... That could just mean, like, hey, there's four launchers, like, on, yeah. on most versions of the toy. But it, it would be really cool if they got the, the linked firing gimmick to, to work again and not shred itself apart. Because uh, I, I like the idea of that gimmick a lot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this this thing, like, you know, it's once it comes out, I'm sure it's not going to be, uh, like, sold out everywhere right away. Like, it seems like this might be in stock for a bit, like Encore Fort Max was. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm highly tempted. Because it just seems like an overall improved release of uh, figures that I still have fond memories of. Yeah. When's the last uh, time you've messed with them? Oh, years ago. I didn't bring any of them to Toronto. Uh, so I have I have the Japanese versions and the American versions, both back in BC. Yeah, I've had them both packed away for quite a long time. And I'm, I'm afraid to look at the tires on mine because they were fine when I last looked at them some years ago. Last but, time I looked uh, at mine, they were not fine. <laughs> yeah. If there are rubber tires on the Encore, and, and I do pick it up, like, at least now I have this, like, gummy stift stuff that's supposed to help seal and hydrate rubber parts. Uh, so I could always, like, pull all the tires off and give them a coating. Well, this vehicle mode of Magnus, one of the tires is not mounted correctly. So it, it is the rubber tires, or they are rubber oh. tires. I just noticed I that just that. now. <laughs> I'm going to scroll down and take a look. Uh, yo, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's that, yeah, the middle tire. That's way off the axle. Yep. Well, All off right. the rim. Yeah, sorry. The, off the car part. <laughs> it's way off the round car part. It's way off the distributor cap. I mean, it's supposed <laughs> it's to way be. way off the. It's, it's supposed not to even be centralized. off the air <laughs> It's not even centralized on the engine block. I don't, <laughs> even, I don't even know what, what schlub designed this thing. Uh, so yeah, pre-orders are up for this guy everywhere, and he's out in, I think, February, uh, if I remember correctly. I could have checked, but I didn't. I'm going to check. Uh, he is out in March, not February, so he'll be, he'll be releasing on March 23rd in Japan. So you, you got till then to make decisions, and then you probably have time afterwards as well. Uh, also dropping in 2018 at some point is a new Transformers cartoon called Cyberverse, and we got the synopsis and first promo image, uh... It's uh, pretty interesting. It's uh, Boulder Media, uh, and the promo image shows Bumblebee, Windblade, and Optimus Prime. The big news about this, which I think is funny, because uh, it's true, this is the first Transformers cartoon in nearly a decade where everybody's got noses. Like, super well-defined human noses. Uh, well, not nearly a decade, nearly... What, it's been like five, six years, so half a decade. 
Um, that's I think it's funny that that's that's a huge a huge part of reporting on this thing. <laughs> uh, the designs also look pretty. They look fine. Like you know, there's nothing nothing super wrong with them. Uh, the reason why I said decade is because I always forget how defined noses were on Transformers Animated, but there are some straight up noses on Transformers Animated. Yeah, uh, just sometimes they were integrated into the helmets a bit more. Uh, and then uh, the synopsis of the series I think is also pretty interesting. It seems the backbone of at least the first season is Bumblebee is on a critical mission, but he's got amnesia. He's got damaged memory chips. So oh. Windblade has found him and is trying to help him repair his memory while they're fleeing from the Decepticons. And it seems like the likely thing is that each episode is going to be him like reliving a past adventure as his memory is getting fixed. Uh, whilst the mystery of, of his mission and who's chasing them is revealed uh, probably on the front and back of each episode, is my guess. So that seems like a cool, interesting way to structure at least one season of a cartoon. It's like, it's an amnesia story, and we're going to make episodes out of that. Uh, I think that sounds fine. You know, it doesn't sound doesn't sound like it's going to change the world for me or anything, but uh, I'm interested to see what it's like. Uh, Seth, how are you feeling about the synopsis and the reveal uh, and, and the noses? <laughs> uh, noses are fine. Um, Bumblebee and Optimus Prime seem very youthful and happy and mm -hmm. windblade looks way more like a robot <laughs> yeah it's it's all the noses you know <laughs> yeah well just like look... her face the lines on her face make her way more robot looking with the kind of curved more organic lines on prime and bumblebee oh like the cheekbone lines or the red lines like everything on one blade's face like yeah her cheekbone lines the lines coming off the corners of her mouth um mm. bumblebee with his big kind of curved more curved eyes like there's a little bit of angle to the to the current turns but everything's a little more curved and smooth looking on prime and bumblebee than they're on Windblade. Mm. um i would say maybe they're a little too smooth and young looking on optimus I, I, I wonder how much of that's promo image yeah. angle as well because I mean it, that's the one thing to remember about this image is it's it's the equivalent of like back when animated was first shown it was the one picture where everyone's at weird angles yeah uh, oh boy, this is that, a single that pose first picture was that was tough that was tough yeah, this, this is like this is like a good look at Bumblebee in, in like a pose uh, and then the weird thing is they say Bumblebee's gonna you know he's gonna relive some episodes of his life I almost wonder, like, are we seeing, is this what, what the amnesiac Bumblebee looks like, or is this flashback Bumblebee? You know what would be messed up is if, to save budget, the flashbacks to past adventures are just, like, clips of older episodes. That'd be shows. super weird. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be it, but that would be super weird if it was. Uh... And then it's just kind of like the Generation 2 Transformer show where it was, you know, G1 episodes with a weird front and back puppet Optimus Prime talking to a kid and some weird CGI transitions layered over it. Except in this case, they'd also have to be like at least offhandedly explaining why everyone looks completely different as well. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, part oh, of Bumblebee, his, that's... his brain is messed up. Oh, that's right. Damaged memories. Like they, they look like different animation studios even did these these clips. So this I don't is think gonna this is going to be it. Oh, oh no. So this is. Are we confirmed? This is going to be on normal TV and not a web series. 
That does not seem concer- uh, confirmed. Okay. Um, because like, it's just Boulder Media is doing it. Yeah, and That's then it. when we first found out Boulder Media was doing it, there was some question: Is this going to be on TV or a web series? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it could be an interesting storytelling mechanic to have it like the episode starts and Windblade and Bumblebee are on the run and then they duck into a cave or something and then Bumblebee glitches out and then we get a flashback. Um, but I don't, without having seen how they're going to implement that, it's kind of hard to comment on if it's going to be any good. No, because yeah. that could I, I also it, be something that goes bad and ends up goofy. I, I think it's going to be like that's going to be that's going to allow them to keep things episodic. It's going to also allow for like you know when they when they even say they're going to they're going to go back to like fun moments like when he played sports with his friends or even tragic ones that would change his life. It's like that's how we're going to have the more whimsical like goofy episodes. That's how we can have the serious episode uh, here and there. Um. So I think, like, yeah, the, the main question is, like, are the memories going to make up the bulk of the episodes, or is it going to be, like, the memory is, like, act two of an episode or something? Uh, is every episode even going to be the same proportion to each other? Um, so, you know, that, that's all still to be seen. But I'm, uh, I'm kind of digging the idea of it, especially, mostly because I think it works if there is a clear threat chasing Bumblebee and Windblade on the back of each episode uh to keep the uh to keep things fluid to keep the motion going um that could go well but uh yeah i I don't think we know where this will be viewable uh unless i've missed that and i I don't think we even know how long the episodes are going to be so like i've I've seen that being uh batted around on twitter like are these are these 20 minute episodes or 10 minute episodes uh because right now cartoon television has room for either of those so I think it, I think it's gonna probably turn out fine. Uh, I think if it turns out really crappy, it'll probably just last for like a season. So whatever, you know, franchise will move on. But uh, nothing here is really scaring me off, and uh, and the designs seem fine. Um, the noses are back. The, d- the designs aren't really like blowing my mind or anything, but they seem fine. Uh, Seth, any other thoughts on Cyberverse, or shall we uh, continue onwards? Yeah, I think it's still kind of soon to to really have too many opinions on it. Having yeah. really only seen like this one picture and a brief snopf. If that's not to say people shouldn't have you know long conversations about new media, because there already is a fairly long conversation about it. If you go on the thread, there's a whole lot of dissection of of that image, and uh, you know it's 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 a first it's a first one of these for everybody. So. I always say, I'm kind of done with speculating that hard, but if, if other people got it, then I used to do that. Uh, moving on from there, Seth, we've got a listener question from Todd Hakshaw, uh, which is a regular listener to our podcast um, on the message boards, uh, who says, uh, hello to everyone, he says. Hello to you, fellow even team warriors of Burning Podcast Justice, and Seth. Hello, Seth. I don't have a funny quip for you. Uh, forgive me. You're forgiving. Um, I, I actually, the thing I'm not forgiving him for is when he says fellow even team warriors. Like Todd Hakusho, I didn't know you were on the even team. That's news to me. Well, or we were trying to keep it quiet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're uh, keeping it from you. 
the secret. Well, he does. He does reveal his other internet name here. Malwave here with yet another listener oh, no, question. We've been tricked. I hope, hope generates some discussion. <laughs> he hates it when I say that it's it's in from Todd Hawker show. I can't resist. It's what it's what it, your message board name is, Malwave. I can't stop saying it. Uh, as it goes with the territory of being a collector, there have been times where I've purchased an item and the dreaded buyer's remorse has reared its ugly head. Sometimes afterwards, I find myself thinking, why did I skip that cool robot for this one? I could have spent money on that instead of this. What I wanted to know uh, was this. If you had the chance to undo a purchase of any Transformers item or any item, uh, Transformers or otherwise, that you regretted buying and use that money towards something you passed on, what would it be? Uh, example of case for me would be when I bought a G1 Shockwave that ended up crumbling to dust once I got home. And I remembered I skipped a ton more G1 figures that were in better shape to snag him anyways hope this question wasn't too incoherent for you guys i'm sure evangelist will paraphrase it well enough click son i read your question in full i didn't actually mean to i didn't mean to undercut your sentence there i forgot you wrote about paraphrasing at the end (laughs) but uh seth do you have any any buyer's remorse stories that pop into your mind oh man like most of the the uh cybertron trilogy that that whole era those Mm. three three dark years for me <laughs> I bought a lot of stuff for the sake of other things that uh that's a real bad reason to buy things um mm. probably half of my entire toy collection was a mistake <laughs> at some <laughs> point um yeah like if if i could like have a bunch of this stuff taken away and then get half of the money back for them i'd totally do that um i i got that uh friggin fallout dwelt veller dweller figure from uh last year oh, sitting funko on my one. desk yeah the funko one i'm looking at it right now that thing's a piece of junk <laughs> <laughs> um i can't really pull off the top of my head anything like as specific as his example of buying a very specific thing I just know there's a lot of stuff that I've bought, opened up, messed with for a minute, and just was kind of like, uh, I didn't well, I'm need a, this. <laughs> I'm a little fortunate in that, like, a, a number of regret purchases I could have named I have since sold. And once I sell them, I feel like they are no longer a regret purchase because I kind of closed the book on that transaction. So it's not as easy for me to think of anything. I think, like, maybe... Maybe an easy one for me would be not Transformers, but like the sheer amount of Lego I bought over 2014, 2016, and the sheer amount of time I spent uh, tracking down Masters of the Universe Classics figures when, at the end of the day, I think I only ever really wanted about five of them. Um, Those two things, I think, are are easy ones to stick in my head. Like, basically stuff when I let let my eagerness uh, take over rather than uh, an assessment of, of how I felt about a piece uh specifically um because otherwise like with transforming things there's not much because i i enjoy so much the experience of a a transforming robot figure that usually i i I feel like i've got something out of it uh i guess some repaints that i've bought off of store shelves would be the ones because i don't even mind repaints that much but if i was at a a store and i just felt i had that podcast youtube person thing of i gotta buy something while i'm here uh some of those have probably been regretful, but now they are so far in the past, like, I, I can't really remember them anymore. Like, a regret purchase that is on a retail level is also going to not even be a memory after about 
like three months or so. Um, I don't know. Like I was, I was wondering if maybe Encore Fort Max was one, but I'm happy to finally own a Fort Max for at least a little while. Uh, the TFC Lyokaiser might be one because I, I was sort of uh, mad that if I had waited like three months, I could have got them for half price. But those are the kind of things where you, I feel like. You look at it from the outside, you can't really be that regretful because there's no way you could have looked in the future. And then most people, when I say that, a lot of people will go like, well, look at that toy and I, I could have told you it would go on sale. And usually it's like, no, you couldn't. You're saying that now because you know it went on sale. Stop yeah. being a know-it-all, Mr. Know-it-all. Yeah, like you were saying about buying stuff just for the sake of having something to talk about. Like, And I know this has come up fairly recently but like when i was doing them funny robots my mm -hmm. goofy little comic strip there was a bunch of times where i just didn't have an idea and i wanted to do a strip for the week and i would head on down to the store and just be like well uh, let's see i don't have this and i guess i can make fun of the way it looks so i yeah. buy it and then i do a strip where i make fun of what it looks like and then i don't care about it anymore <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, now, nowadays, it, it just seems like really easy to to identify that with myself. And then nowadays, it seems like it's really easy to sell off things that I am regretful that I got. And then I'd stop regretting it because I got money back. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that this is this is one of those many times where I'd say to the listeners, uh, I'd love to hear your regret stories. So share them in the thread if you got them. Uh, because maybe some of you have got similar stories to Malwave here with a G1 toy crumbling to dust once you get home from the place where you bought it. Uh, I certainly don't wish that on anybody because that's sort of a bummer because <laughs> you don't know about it until you get back. Um, Malwave also had a PS in here, which was Aaron, I got your back. Helicopters are real. And then there was a PPS, which said, I'm sure Evangelist just called me out for saying so. You know it to be true, Chris. Uh, no, I'm not going to call you out on that because uh, you know what? you're free to believe what you want to believe. And uh, I heard tale that helicopter-like things uh, have helped out in Seth's area of late. Uh, now, certainly, the coolest-looking thing was a 747, which is not a helicopter. Uh, it's an airplane. Yes, the Petaluma Municipal Airport has become the base for... The, the things that helicopters are based on like mm. like the truth to the myth yeah the the uh, modified rotor airplanes that uh that people like use as examples to prove helicopters are a thing the horizontal oscillating machines yeah the whirly birds mm. uh <laughs> thanks for your question though uh Malwave, Todd Hakshaw. Uh, we got another listener question here from Triceradon, who says, Hello, esteemed members of the wonderful Transformers aficionados at TFW 2005. I present a counterfactual listener question. Uh, 
The original Classics line in 2006 demonstrated that a toy line comprised of updated and modernized classic characters targeted more so towards older collectors was a viable and profitable move even without an accompanying media tie-in. Classics has more or less been ongoing ever since then under different names and a horrible acronym. However, it was originally conceived as a filler line when the first Transformers movie's release date was pushed back from summer 06 to summer 07. Uh, had they stayed on schedule, Hasbro would have gone from Cybertron to the movie. Do you think that even without the original Classics line, there would have been some form of collector oriented toy line that would have emerged in the wake of the movie's success? If so, what might it have looked like? Thank you. Um, so to be honest, I think that if that uh, with the movie's success, there probably would have been uh, a, a push towards something collector oriented. It might not have been as large as, as Universe 2 was. It might have been more like original classics with just like one wave of figures and then maybe another one later that year. But as far as how they would look, I think they probably would have looked like Universe 2 did. Because uh, Classics was very Cybertron-ish. And then Universe 2 felt more like 07-ish. Not 07 movie-ish, but I, I don't know how to put this. It didn't feel like Cybertron-ish. It felt more like its own thing. And I, I got a mm -hmm. feeling like that would have just... That would have been what would have happened. Um... But I think that we also certainly would have gotten Optimus and Megatron in 08, 09 rather than in 06. And they would have looked much different than they did in 06. Yeah, probably Starscream too. Yeah. Uh, basically that first wave of classics, I think. Um, we would have gotten mostly those characters except in uh, less chunky forms. They would yeah. have probably been a bit more slim. Um. Seth, I think the more interesting question, though, is what the movie line would have looked like if it happened in 06. If the movie happened in 06? Yeah, what its toy line would have looked like, because I think it would have looked less like the movie if the toy line had to come out in 06. So I think I think that when the movie got pushed back, I think that led to the 07 movie toys looking at least more like the movie designs. Mm. I think if the movie had come out in 06, they would have looked like maybe, you know, movie heads and movie body details but on Cybertron-style figures. Yeah, that's possible. Um, I also think with the Classics line, it might not have been as entrenched and continuing the way it is now. Like, it mm. may have just been the one-year filler line if it happened after the movie. But the fact that it had its run um, before the movie and then came back after the movie... It had the advantage of being a, a more entrenched thing that could happen, like as, as something that could happen in between the the media supported lines. I, I think it also meant that when they had all the extra money from the first two movies doing so well, they had a very easy thing to put it into. Yeah, like a, like they it was sitting right there. That jar was open. I think that I think classics would have been as ongoing as it is now, but it, we just would have had like two or three years less of it before it became like it, it would have taken as long but you know two years later starting two years later hmm. so we wouldn't maybe not have as many characters in classics maybe for the better depending how you feel about some of the 0607 classics toys but uh i think in the long run classics would more or less look the same it just there would be tweaks to who came out first uh, and who came out early but uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it would change that much. Like, I certainly don't think we would have movie-esque classics toys necessarily. Um, I even think Reveal the Shield would have gone the same because that's that's maybe the point where things might have looked different since Reveal the Shield was basically more classics toys 
just hiding in a movie line. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just don't think it would have been like a, a colossally different timeline. Mm-hmm. Still, it's an interesting thing to think about, like, especially how much we take generations for granted now. Yeah. Um, and with, with the fact like at, 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 uh, New York Comic Con, I think that the little bullet point got out that like generations is now being opened up to just sort of be the main toy line and, uh, occupy a greater age range. Um, you know, through stuff like the little Prime Masters being so affordable. Um, which makes me worry a little bit about toys that are tied to this new Cyberverse cartoon. Yeah. Uh, I got a feeling like that's going to be another RID 2015 at best, where we get some cool toys, but you can't expect to see a figure of everyone you see on screen uh, the way you might have before. So... We'll see what February brings, because that's Toy Fair, and that's closer now than it was some months ago. Yeah, and I expect whenever the next movie comes around, I guess the next movie is going to be Bumblebee. Yep, um, that's next year. I would probably expect that to have a a smaller toy line attached to it. So the I'm actually really curious about that Bumblebee movie line, because it was hinted that uh, it might also be seen as an expansion of just the movie lines in general, like that the Bumblebee movie line might also include other movie characters to fill it out, uh-huh. since it would be the first time they'd have an annual movie line. Uh, and it might be the gateway into just having like movie generations of a sorts. But that that last bit is me hypothesizing a little bit farther than anything I know about, so... We'll see in February. But yeah, I want to know what that Bumblebee movie line's like, too. Because I got to expect there's maybe four or five robots in that movie, at at best. Uh, Anyway, hope that answers your question, Triceradon. Uh, And I hope that I... Hope it wasn't disappointing an answer. (laughs) Uh, I I got a feeling maybe uh, there was the hope that we'd get a little bit more crazy. I just... I I feel like the timeline in that is still so contained in like three or four years. Like, it, it couldn't be super different. Um, anyway, Seth, let's talk about what we got this week. Okay. Uh, did you actually get anything this week? Transformers wise? Smoke inhalation. Oh, um. <laughs> That's off topic. Not yet. Uh, Transformer wise, no. No. Ah. I, uh, I'm I got not. some Transformers. Okay. I got some Transformers this week. I went shopping on, uh, a couple days ago and got really lucky. Uh, walked into Toys R Us and. The one and only Slug Slinger in Dufferin Mall Toys R Us was sitting right on the front of the peg looking at me. So I grabbed him. And I was in such a good mood, right behind him was the one and only Cup in Dufferin Toys R Us. And Cup, after I get Slug Slinger, Cup is the only deluxe I didn't have, so I grabbed him as well. And uh, that's because I got Croc from Amazon uh, a couple days before. So I believe I have finished the Titans Return deluxes. And they were some darn good deluxes. Croc has beautiful colors. Uh, Cup certainly is probably the worst version of the mold, American Cup. Uh, Orion Pax and Japanese Cup both look way better, but, uh, American Cup is still pretty fun. It's a really good transformation. People weren't lying. Uh, I like how tiny his vehicle mode gets, and maybe this is a weird silver lining. Titan's Return Cup looks so little like Cup in robot mode. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna try swapping some heads around on him and just see if maybe he works as a, as a substitute body for yeah. someone else. Um, cause he, like, his, I mean, his vehicle mode is obviously Cup. I am astounded how much his robot mode doesn't look like Cup to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't look bad. Weird. It's, 
yeah, it, it looks like a perfectly fine Transformer. It's just, it's not Cup. I don't know who it is. And the Japanese one looks exactly like Cup. So I, I don't know, man. And uh, Slug Slinger is great. Slug Slinger is surprisingly simple to transform, but he still looks really good. And his robot mode looks fantastic. Uh, and I still got to try combining Trigger Happy Misfire and Slug Slinger together into a giant jet, because that is a very doable thing. And I've seen some pictures. TJ's done it, uh, and it looks really darn cool. Um, and then uh, while I was there, because there's a sale going on, Seth, I also bought a movie toy. Uh, How over you? on the even team, we've had a weird off and on discussion about how we all thought movie five crosshairs uh, was just the last movie toy lines crosshairs. And then people said he wasn't. And then people confirmed he wasn't. Then I went to look in his feedback thread and people, the few people who have this figure in the feedback thread are saying like, also this figure is a million times better than the movie four crosshairs figure and i like that figure so i picked this i picked up crosshairs i don't know about a million times better but he is certainly superior to the movie four crosshairs toy he's very different uh there's no more rubbery plastic on him and uh i really like him my only problem with him is that his neck joint is borderline unusable because his head is on a ball socket joint but it is hindered by everything surrounding it as well as all the details on the head uh, the head's probably actually the worst part of the figure, because the head still looks like the movie four toy's head, where he's he's a little bit squished and flat and wide, and he's got the kind of dopey grin on his face. Um, I'd love to see, like, a, a, a more snarling, more, uh, you know, cynical British uh, bender voice guy kind of head. But uh, the, the transformation is pretty good. The car mode looks great. Uh, it's got, like, sparkly windows, which I kind of like. So uh, I'm, I'm very happy with it. Um... That's kind of that's kind of the crux of my uh, my, my my what I got this week is this is uh, I got I got a, a review sample of Bold Forms Gladius, which I've been talking a lot about on Twitter, but I'm I'm still putting my thoughts together about that thing. For a toy that's supposed to not be very good, certainly conventionally is not all that great, but I I'm starting to grow to really like it. But I don't know how to put this. It's very annoying. That when you like a Transformer, people also tend to take that as you saying that you think people should buy it. Uh-huh. And it, it's difficult and, and like I said, kind of annoying to want to talk about how much I'm enjoying a figure without people taking that as me saying they should buy it. Because that's not what I'm saying at all with Bold Forms Gladius. I don't think people will enjoy that figure for the most part. But I am, and I want to talk about that. But I'm still not sure how to. So I'm still working on that. That's the triple-changing third-party Megatron that can turn into a tank and a gun, uh, which was worked on by exactly one guy for, like, three years. Uh, and you can feel it in the figure. Like, the triplicate-layered uh, overthinking and tweaking of everything. And when I say overthinking, I don't even mean that necessarily as a negative. Like... There are times where you mess with the figure going like, it sure would be nice if this tabbed in here. And then it turns out there is a tiny peg there because at some point the guy went like, hey, this should tab in here. Tweak the mold again. Um, but no, to, clo to close things off, Seth, I got something that you talked about before. Oh, did uh, you? I picked up for myself from uh, from Eric at Madhouse Toys locally, uh, Bad Cubes Huff. Oh, yes. Based somewhat on your uh, glowing feedback and... Uh, I adore this figure, Seth. I really like Huff. That would have been he, great like, if you said, speaking of purchases, we regret it. Yeah. 
Like, the worst part about Huff is that he is kind of expensive for a guy who transforms kind of simply. But he's built super solid. <laughs> the worst thing about Huff is, is he too great? <laughs> is he too great? Is he too good for me? Am I not a good enough person <laughs> for Huff? Uh, like, Seth, everything you said about him is, is right. Like, he's still got clever tricks. Uh, he, his head sculpts, or his face sculpts, I should say, both feel ever so slightly off. Um, I, I don't mind them very much. I think they're fine. But I certainly wish he had, I guess, at least a little bit of a smirkiness to his open mouth face, because his open mouth face is just, like, friggin' intense for a character who is, like, the antithesis of friggin' intense. Yeah, and then uh, his, his closed mouth face is just so bland. It's it's him like listening to somebody, you know. It's him when he's not collected his thoughts yet on what he wants to say. So uh, yeah, I kind of wish there was a more characterful face option on him. Um, but yeah, like like his accessories are great. Uh, his little transforming gun is lovely. Um, the transformation is fun. And it's been a while since I've felt like a bad cube transformation was fun. So this this is like everything I wish they had gone on to do after their uh, their Outback and Brawn. Um, I'm so happy with this guy. And I watched a video of his remold brother, uh, Piper. Uh, Piper looks terrible uh, to me. The, the, the complete lack of transformation on the backpack is probably defensible, but it looks awful. Especially when, when Huff's backpack compresses the way it does. So uh, I'm I'm not very interested in, in actually spending money on Piper. Um, that's a toy I just like to find sitting on a table one day and walk away with it like a thief. Uh, don't don't steal things. I'm joking. Um, and uh, the truck mode on Huff, which seems to be like the big dividing point for a lot of people, I think is fine. Like it's not blowing my mind, but you know he's just he's a big, somewhat toy-looking truck. Um, I'm, I, I do think that, uh, uh, the Cubex version, uh, did have a nicer looking, more realistic truck mode. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. But I think, I think the truck mode on Huff is on bad cube Huff is fine. Like it's not, it's not making me feel like I got ripped off. Yeah. I do like the, the more detail in the, in the Cubex truck, but yeah, where, yeah, Huff is way smoother. I do like the, the upgrade in that. The uh, side mirrors fold into and disappear on, on the uh, bad cube puff, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, the whole backpack transformation is so smooth and fun. Uh, like, it's, just, it's a smooth, fun transformation, and bad cube had fallen into a habit of, of incredibly complex transformations. So this is a, this is a great piece. Um I, I would recommend Bad Cube Huff if you just like if you want like if you're okay dropping you know seventy ish American dollars on something that is that is just like a little masterpiece alike like it's it's a fun figure if you can find him for cheaper uh, and you're not opposed to a Huffer like it's it's just a fun figure I'm I'm really happy with it um, and that about does it for my on topic what I got this week's because uh, I'm, I'm still thinking about some other things and. Uh, I don't want to just talk about me forever. Uh, but Seth, uh, we can go into off-topic now, which means uh, you can tell me all about your smoke inhalation or anything else you got uh, this week. Well, I got a 10-pack of 
N95 rated uh, masks. The, mm-hmm. Those filter out fine particulates. So that's oh, cool. Particulates is a good word. That's a good word. <laughs> I like that word. So we got, got those yesterday at the Orchard Hardware Supply. They, they got a big shipment in. So they had a lot. Mm-hmm. So we got, got a 10 pack. Um, so it's not very smoky today, which is good. So I don't need it today. But if I went outside, I'd probably take it with me just in case. Because, you know, if the wind changes, then it's going to get smoky quick. Uh, mm. Toys, though. I got some Target exclusive toy figures. Oh, dear. From both Marvel and Star Wars. I Oh, I got a Marvel figure, too. Can we talk about your Marvel, Marvel figures, then mine, then your Star Wars figures? Yeah, we can do that. All right. We can do that. So it's a two-pack from Thor of Ragnarok of Thor and Valkyrie. Ooh. So... I'm assuming so like with all these two packs they've been doing it seems to be like one figure you could get normal like like Thor or Star-Lord and then a figure mm-hmm. that they're not going to do as an individual like Ego and I'm assuming Valkyrie. So I'm assuming isn't Valkyrie this, a, hmm? isn't she a main character in that movie? She's in the movie. I don't I don't know how big her part is. Okay. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie yet. She's Did you in know the I spent a, I spent a good day this week thinking that Thor Ragnarok had come out and I'd missed it, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man!" And then someone told me it's, it's not out till November, and that was such happy news. Yeah, a few weeks ago, I th- I was thinking, "Oh, I bet Thor's coming out real soon," and then I looked it up, and it was like in November. I was like, "Really? I thought it was all right. I thought it was soon." <laughs> yeah. Um. So with the Thor. It's it's almost the exact same thing as the single-packed Thor. Except for he has a different head, so that this one does not have a helmet and does not have, like, the red lines painted down the side of his face and neck. Um, but the everything else on the body is exactly the same, except for the single-packed Thor also has a piece of shin armor clipped onto his leg which you could just pop off it's not like permanently mm-hmm. attached at all it just clips on so that's missing from this two-pack thor but this two-pack thor besides the new head uh comes with two pairs of hands like the holding hands and then kind of like open fingers like kind of like so the index finger is pointing more forward and then each finger after it is curled in a little bit more yeah um and then he comes with different accessories so the single pack thor comes with two swords the two pack thor comes with a gigantic sword and a lightning effect that you could kind of stick onto one of his pointy hands to make it look like he's shooting lightning out of his hand Woo! and uh that's interesting but it has the same problems as a single pack thor specifically the cape I hate the cape. So it's slung over one shoulder with a strap. That's fine. But then it on the other side of his body. So the right side of his body, it, the cape plugs into a little hole on his hip. So the cape's attached to his shoulder and his hip. 
and it's almost impossible to keep it plugged in and i, I just don't care for that <laughs> that uh like it looks fine in in the trailer for the movie like it's not that i dislike the style of the cape it's i just don't like how it works on the toy mm-hmm. um so if you wanted to do the hulk build a figure you have to get the single pack thor and if you want valkyrie you have to get the double pack thor so enjoy your two thors i guess. hope you like thor <laughs> and maybe keep the hands and head and accessories and then get rid of the extra body just get rid of a headless thor somewhere <laughs> just dump him on the <laughs> dump him in the river yeah. <laughs> tie a rock to it throw it off a bridge you're gonna sleep with the fishes headless thor then get get fine for littering when he could have just thrown it away oh yeah so with valkyrie here's the thing with valkyrie the figure seems fine i don't got a problem with the figure her accessories are bent all the crap in the pa- package that sucks. so her little sword has a big curve in it but the sheath for it which is very soft is completely curved to the point where i couldn't even stick the sword into it and it would probably just further bend the sword um there's a hole on it yeah okay so I'm looking at the sheath here. I don't see any simple way to attach it to her. So I don't know what the point of this sheath is because she can't hold it. The shape of her hands and the shape of it. Like she can't hold it in one hand and the sword in the other. And I guess she could kind of jam it up under her belt. Like because her belt is a separate soft piece. So you could kind of jamming under there but then you're stretching the belt out and it looks weird so i don't know she doesn't come with the best accessories which is unfortunate maybe i'm just missing something maybe there's somewhere else that the sheath is supposed to go do i wedge it under her hair like she's got like a ponytail thing (laughs) do i wedge it onto her back under her hair no, that Let's looks, get a piece of tape. That looks stupid too, and does not stay. <laughs> so that's Let's get a, a little piece of tape attached to whatever. Yeah, but the sculpt on her is pretty good. Like her face sculpt looks. I I mean I'd have to bring up a picture of the actress. I'm not f- that familiar with the actress, but you know, look the the body and everything looks fine. It's not like odd ball proportions, and her she doesn't look like Asuka from the WWE line. <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> or the Bailey, with her some uh, dopey yeah, gaping mouth face. <laughs> ah. So that's that's all I gotta say about them. Alrighty, what's yours? Uh, I was so, so after I had that whole lucky feeling streak of just walking into Toys R Us and all the Titans Return toys I wanted were sitting there. I thought I'd maybe roll the dice and see if Dragon Storm was at Walmart, but he wasn't. However, uh, I then walked by the Marvel Legends, and sitting right front and center on the on the pegs was Death's Head Two, uh, which I was looking for, and I I couldn't even remember if he came with a build a figure piece, and he doesn't. So it was like perfect. It was exactly made for me. Uh, so I picked up Death's Head Two. It's the only figure I want from that wave, uh, and I popped him open uh, this afternoon, right before we uh, we got going on this thing, and uh, I like him a lot. 
his his I, I don't know how much of him is new, but it, very obviously some parts of him are new. He's got this like morph morphogenic weapon arm that looks like it's completely new, and it's a it's a real cool sculpt with some gradiented uh, airbrushing looks like going like all the way up to his bicep. Um, his head sculpt is completely new, and the paintwork on his head sculpt is friggin' gorgeous, especially for like my admittedly low expectations out of Marvel Legends. Uh, it looks real good. And then he's got this sort of uh, organic belt slash cod piece uh, that's wrapped around his, his actual body. And then I think his left forearm is new because it's got like striping on it. And I think his lower legs are new because they've also got that striped armor and those blades. Like I thought maybe they were from Strife or something originally. But then I, I looked at artwork of the guy and it looks like it's new. Um, the weird thing is he comes, so he, he doesn't have a right hand because his whole right arm is the big weapon arm, but his left hand is a fist and obviously like he's got stripey stuff sculpted onto his arm. So I'm like, oh, these must be Colossus parts. And then his left fist has that Colossus thing where Colossus has those lines running down his knuckles towards like, or lines running down his, his hand that like, uh, turn into big kind of circle things on his knuckles. And so this guy has a Colossus hand for a fist. But then he comes with an alternate hand, which is kind of like him beckoning you with a finger to come at him. That hand does not have the Colossus knuckle detailings, but it does have stripes. So I'm like, is this other hand a new hand that was made for this guy? It's weird that his hand options have different surface sculpting because it really gives away the kitbashy nature of the line. Um, so I'm not sure. But uh, that bit, that stuff aside, I'm I'm really happy with the figure. And I would really like to know more about what parts of him are new from people who actually know more about Marvel Legends. I, I went looking online a little bit, but the first review I found didn't really go into anything, any of that kind of info. So I'm not sure. But uh, it's it's a massive figure. Um, he's just, he's huge. Uh, he doesn't have double jointed uh, elbows, but he does have double jointed knees. Uh, I'm, I'm real happy with them. Like, it's a dumbass design. I, I definitely would have preferred real Death's Head as opposed to Death's Head 2. But, you know, if this is step one, and if this means maybe a six-inch Death's Head, real Death's Head in the future, I'd be super down for that. Um, so that's, that's my, that's my superhero toy, Seth. Uh, mine is from the 90s. I don't know about yours. Yours sound like they're from 2017. They are, but I have that one from the 90s, too. He's a big ah. blue idiot. <laughs> I love him. I love him. He's, he looks so stupid, but I love him. Uh, Seth, do you have any idea about any of the Kitbashi stuff I was confused about? Uh, I didn't study the figure close enough to really notice. Like, I kind of get where you're coming from, like with the colossus parts. And the two hands being, like, super different. <laughs> yeah. Um like the the body might be like a base body that they've used on other things um yeah but just like with all the detail smoothed off because he it doesn't look like whoever designed that version of death had really put much effort into what he looks like past his neck <laughs> yeah it's like all all that character is in the head and then, like, here's a big crazy arm, and then everything else is just kind of blue. Like, I, I really want to know about his alternate hand and also why he came with it. Yeah. Because, like, I was really confused when I saw that in the package, and I was like, was there, like, a cut, like, was the cover of number one him beckoning you to come at him? But then I looked, and the cover of number one is him with old death's head, like, decapitated head. Uh, 
So I'm just I'm confused by that hand. Also, I, I kind of wish like this is wishing beyond the price point. It would have been real cool if he could have had an alternate weapon arm that was a big claw rather than a big gun. Because uh, I did see in some artwork that he would have like a big claw arm. Uh -huh. And uh, th that would have been cool as an option. But yeah. Hopefully this means we can get Death's Head 1, the real Death's Head. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That would be great. Um, but I could also see, like, because it's so big, why it would come with not much in the way of accessories. Oh, yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like, I I don't think it's reasonable of me to ask for a whole extra arm. Um, it just would have been nice. But uh, please, any other, any, like, super-duper Marvel Legends fanatics listening to this, please tell me this information that I am confused about, because I, I find it all interesting as a somewhat outsider. Uh, anyway, Seth, uh, that's, let's, let's get back to your Star Wars. What did you do that was a Target exclusive in Star Wars? Star Wars are First Order Executioner Stormtroopers. Oh, that guy looks cool. I got tempted by him. He's pretty cool. Um, I got two. They had oh, three. Geez. So I grabbed two of them. Uh, because they're stormtroopers. <laughs> and I assume there's right. going to be more than one. <laughs> um, it's getting a little play in the ads. I've seen pictures of these guys in in ads uh, that have started around. Um, this is my first time seeing their weapon. Uh, and I don't really understand what the hell their weapon is. It's like a weird stick with these like metal claw bits at the top and then a little bit down with blue electric effect arcing in a weird circle. Yeah. It's a weird weapon. The First Order has some weird weapons. That, that weird billy club thing in the first movie. Now they got this, yeah, and the weird Billy Club I, thing I, seems to be coming back. You see it in the trailer. I like that the, I like the thing for the First Order is they have really weird and possibly overthought melee weapons. Yeah, <laughs> Snoke is all about the melee attacks. Put yeah, he's like, hey, you know, you know, into melee. <laughs> you know how the Empire fell is no one could shoot straight. So what if we just stop shooting? Yeah. Get these guys some electro clubs or whatever. <laughs> um, so it's basically the same mold as the the previous First Order Stormtrooper. Um, mm. Like he even has the slot thing on his thigh for uh, the pistol to stick onto. I wish he came with the pistol because now he just has this slot thing on his leg. Um, mm. It's unfortunate that they don't come with the pistol. Uh, the helm, the helmet looks to be a new sculpt, though. Like the uh, the black line that kind of comes down from the eye and then up over the mouth yeah. is a. Uh, it looks to be thinner. So just in general, that the helmet seems a little sharper, a little better detailed. Like there's a little bit of mush. In the detail of the uh, the old helmet sculpt, this seems to be a little improved. But just from eyeballing it, it looks like the rest of the body is the same. That's actually a that is making me feel like a little more okay with trying to stay away from picking it up because I I wanted to go I wanted to go as toy agnostic as possible on the new Star Wars movie, 
and first order guys are the most tempting, but I'm also super tired of the first order body. Yeah, well, maybe you get one to put in your display. Yeah, I'll get, put them with the with the the gang that I got. Yeah, the the black details the on the shoulder and the stripe on the helmet are uh, are good. They kind of break up all the white. Mm-hmm. So they're all right. I'm okay with them. Nice. I don't probably could have only gotten one. At least I didn't get. <laughs> at least I didn't grab all three. <laughs> hey, let's go back to that question about regret purchases. And <laughs> well, I don't necessarily regret it. I think they'll look yeah. cool having more than one in the in the display. And I'm gonna put yeah, um, put together a first order display again. Yeah, I that's that that's one of my goals. Snoke pre-ordered. Oh, I, one of my goals is to have a first order display that doesn't have Snoke in it. I, I got to admit. Why don't do you want the Snoker? I think he looks really dumb. Yeah, but he's the Snoke. He's Snokeski. Not in a fun way. <laughs> like I don't want him hanging around with the gang because, like, that would make my gang look less cool. But you could then you get all the red guys. I've also been staying away from those guys. Him. I've been like, if I get, if I don't get Snoke, that means I can also skip all the goofy looking red dudes. I bet they're barely in the movie. I bet you're right. Uh, when I was at Toys R Us, I saw they already have a Lego, ac- like the ball socket Bionicle style Lego action figures. They got one of those of the red guy. Uh-huh. And I was like, that thing looks real cool as a Bionicle action figure. I should not buy it. Because that is that is me getting sucked in by another cool helmeted Star Wars design, and I want to, I want to try to resist that for one year. Good Probably luck. won't, but yeah, um, yeah. I will get red guys, and I pre-ordered Snoke with his throne, so he yeah. could sit and chill, which I think is going to be him, better uh, than have him standing. You should have him being you should have him sitting in his throne and have his throne being carried by some of the red guys. No. I'll probably just put his throne front and center and have everyone standing around him. Yeah. <laughs> you have him in the front and everyone else is behind him. <laughs> They're like, alright. Let's go to battle. Put the old guy in the chair in the front. Oh, well, maybe back in center and everyone's flanking him. Whatever. <laughs> and my army of Kylo Rens, all my Kylos. Yeah, I still have, I still have to actually open and mess with the fig arts Kylo Ren that I got a million years ago. Now it feels like, uh, for anyway. some reason, that undercover boss with Kylo Ren from Saturday Night Live was in my recommended YouTube feed this morning and my girlfriend's like, we gotta watch that again. That was so great. It's been long enough. <laughs> cool. Um, anything else on your what you got for this week? Nope, that's it. That's it. Alright. Um, one other quick thing I'll quickly throw in is I got uh, off eBay some of this Japanese plastic clay called Oyumaru. Oh. Comes in blocks and you, you heat it up in boiling water to make it moldable and then it hardens when it cools down to like a rubbery state. The reason I got it is because some people use it with stuff like uh, <clears throat> uh, Milliput 
to uh, like recast and make duplicates of small toy accessories. And I have a couple small toy accessories for uh, some common Rider figures I've been buying. It's like it's basically a stick and then a stick with a handle. And I wanted to try to make some duplicates for myself. Uh, so I gave it a first try yesterday, and it all went terrible. Oh no! Uh, whatever I did to, to try to make the molds, I messed something up, and and they came out super bent. So I need to remake the molds and try again. The nice thing about Oyumaru is he can just like throw it back into boiling water and then remold it into whatever. So I'm gonna give it another try. But uh, yeah, that's my my new little project that I was poking at. Um. But other than that, I have nothing else new to report for what we got this week. So I think that brings us to the end of our podcast for uh, episode 481. So thanks, Seth, for joining me. I'm glad you were able to join me. Yeah. And that things are, are so far seeming to be on the up and up over there. Yeah, in we're context. on the comeback trail. Yeah. Um, and I uh, hope that, like I said, at the start of the show, everyone out there, stay safe. And if, uh, if things are in a bad place for you, I hope that they're getting better sooner than later. And I hope that the podcast has at least helped you take your take your mind off it a bit, except, I guess, for all the time we spent talking about it <laughs> starting the, the end. Um, so we'll talk to you again uh, later on. Stay tuned for some more Transformers podcasting here at WTF TFW. Check out the TFCon DC roundtables if you haven't already to hear uh, from some other fine podcasts in the fandom, as well as ourselves. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Means, but you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.